Welcome to Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Lamb. God has a real purpose for each of us here in this life. It begins first with an intentional desire to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who wants you to connect with Him. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose. Hey, welcome to Real Purpose. This is Pastor Bob Lenz, Senior Pastor of New Rock Wesleyan Church right here in Loganville, Georgia. What does it look like when your purpose and your passion collide with God's plan for your life? In the Bible in Jeremiah 29 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. John 15 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Get connected. Stay connected. In the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We are saved by grace through faith and not by works. And what does that mean? What does grace look like? On the Wesleyan Church, we believe that the books of the Old and New Testaments constitute the Holy Scriptures. They are inspired and infallibly written Word of God, fully inerrant in their original manuscripts and superior to all human authority, and have been transmitted to the present without corruption of any essential doctrine. We also believe that they contain all things necessary to salvation, so that whatever is not read therein, nor may be proved thereby, is not to be required of any man or woman, that it should be believed as an article of faith, or be thought requisite or necessary to salvation. Both in the Old and New Testaments, life is offered ultimately through Christ, who is the only mediator between God and humanity. The New Testament teaches Christians how to fulfill the moral principles of the Old Testament calling for loving obedience to God made possible by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. We believe that humanity's creation in the image of God included the ability to choose between right and wrong. Thus, individuals were made morally responsible for their choices. We believe that humanity's creation in the image of God included the ability to choose between right and wrong. Thus, individuals were made morally responsible for their choices. But since the fall of Adam, people are unable in their own strength to do the right. This is due to the original sin, which is not simply the following of Adam's example, but rather the corruption of the nature of each mortal and is reproduced naturally in Adam's descendants. Because of it, humans are very far gone from the original righteousness and by nature are continually inclined to evil. They cannot of themselves even call upon God to exercise faith for salvation. But, through Jesus Christ, the provenient grace of God makes it possible that humans, in self-effort, cannot do. It is bestowed freely upon all, enabling all who will turn to be saved. That is from our 2016 Wesleyan Church Disciplines. The Wesleyan Church, we believe that although good works cannot save us from our sins or from God's judgment, they are the fruit of faith and follow after regeneration. Therefore, they are pleasing and acceptable to God in Christ, and by them a living faith may be as evidently known as the tree is discerned by its fruit. We believe that sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit by which the child of God is separated from sin unto God 
and is enabled to love God with all their heart and to walk in His holy commandments blameless. Sanctification is initiated at the moment of justification and regeneration. It's a lot to take in, isn't it? From that moment, there is a gradual or progressive sanctification as the believer walks with God and daily grows in grace and in a more perfect obedience to God. This prepares for the crisis of entire sanctification, which is wrought instantaneously when the believers present themselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, through faith in Jesus Christ, being affected by the baptism of the Holy Spirit who cleanses the heart from all inbred sin. The crisis of entire sanctification perfects the believer in love and empowers that person for effective service. It is followed by lifelong growth in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The crisis of entire sanctification perfects the believer in love and empowers that person for effective service. It is followed by lifelong growth in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The life of holiness continues through faith in the sanctifying blood of Christ and evidence itself by loving obedience to God's revealed will. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Ephesians 2, 8-10 It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In John 10, 9, it says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. In Acts 4, 12, it says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. In the Old Testament, in Isaiah 45, 22, it says, Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. Christ died for all, 2 Corinthians 5.14, who gave himself a ransom for all, 1 Timothy 2.6, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man, Hebrews 2.9. Closely related are those verses which describe the atonement in such terms as could only mean the inclusion of all persons within its scope. God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. John 3.17 I came not to judge the world. Jesus is spoken as the Savior of the world. John 4.42 And of all men, especially of those that believe. 1 Timothy 4.10 Jesus Himself said, The bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. John 6.51 Paul records, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of truth. 1 Timothy 2.3-4 Peter affirms, The Lord is not slacking concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, Lord not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter 3.9 I reflect on a Bible study that I was leading at Skyline Church on Wednesday nights when 
A young lady asked, what do I have to give up, Pastor Bob, to give my life to Christ? Ask what you're going to gain. That's the question. And then there's this thing about the sinner's prayer. Is there a right sinner's prayer? Is there a wrong sinner's prayer? I'm going to tell you God is big. I'm going to say this slowly. If you're listening, you can just say this with me. I think God's big enough where you just make it simple. He knows your heart. If you say, God, save me, I believe that you'll be saved. But here's a a form of a sinner's prayer if you want to just say this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you. From this day forward, help me to live every day for you. Help me to live for you the rest of my life. In the powerful name of Jesus, I pray, amen. I'm just going to say that again. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior right now, just just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Please forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you from this day forward. Help me to live every day for you. Help me to live for you the rest of my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, please email me, rev.boblens at gmail.com. So again, I want to remind everybody that I do use certain references during my podcast, and I'm always going to recommend them to you. Starting with the Bible, I use an ESV. Use a translation that resonates with you, that doesn't give you difficulty in understanding. Also, a book by W.T. Perkheiser titled, Exploring Our Christian Faith. And of course, The Disciplines of the Wesleyan Church. The year uh, this publication was 2016, so it's our most updated Wesleyan Disciplines. Any one of those are going to work just fine. So let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to pray for those that are listening today. I want to pray for that person that may have turned his life over to you this moment, God. I want to thank you for those who are listening, and I want to thank you for every provision. I want to thank you for this day. Lord, I just ask an anointing over each person that's listening in for their day as they progress forward. God, bless our church, or bless our, our walk, Father God. I pray, Lord, that we would not overcomplicate things, Lord. Forgive us for the way we've made it, Lord. Father, you give the opportunity that whoever would want to turn their lives over to you, Father God. It's through your Son, Jesus Christ. So we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. In your most precious and holy name, the powerful name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hey, have a wonderful day and don't forget just how much Jesus loves you. God has a real purpose for each of us here in this life. It begins first with an intentional desire to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who wants you to connect with Him. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Lenz.